USMNT meltdown as RSL announced their preseason roster, Carlos Andres Gomez signs a record-breaking deal with the club. You're listening to Here at the Riot, a Real Salt Lake soccer podcast. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of Here at the Riot. Uh, I am Dax. And I'm Josh. And uh, it's a good day for RSL fans. Lots of really exciting stuff happening right now. Lots of good news. Yes. Oh, man. I'm so excited. Okay, well... uh, Let's just, yeah, let's, let's just get right into it. I know, I can't wait. Let's go for it. Need to talk about it. <clears throat> uh, so, before we get to RSL stuff, uh, we're going to talk about the Burhalter reyna drama. Oh, Maybe not yes. talk about it so much as just kind of... Acknowledge it. Acknowledge it. Um, I think it's absolutely outrageous. Like, this is movie material, mm-hmm. for sure. And, oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just keep going back to, like, no wonder Reyna was acting somewhat immature. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder where he got it from. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, let's go ahead and kind of give a little rundown of what happened, just in case people don't know. Right. Do you do you want to take the lead on that? Or... I, don't, I mean, I could take the lead on it, I, and you just let me know if I'm. All right, wrong. go for it. So basically, during the World Cup, um, Burhalter. This was it was when like he told Reyna, he had made like he had made the roster. He told yeah, him, it was before the World Cup yeah. that he was like, hey you're going to have a reduced role. Yeah, so like he, you're not going to be starting every game. Yeah, he told him that you're going to have a reduced w- role in the World Cup and that made um Reyna angry. And I mean like understandably so, like you were one of the um you know, top prospects of the USMNT and mm-hmm. then you know, people like Jordan Morris um are ahead of you um so i could understand that from his perspective um but so he was just frustrated with that um i think there were some issues during training um but he ended up apologizing yeah it sounds like he had a little pity party yeah (laughs) and was being gloomy and whatnot which I mean, you also have to take into account, he's only, like, what, 20 years old? So... I think he's older than... 21? 22? Oh, he is 20. You're right. He is 20. Wow, he's 20. I thought he was older. He looks older. Uh Uh-huh. How old is Joe Yeah, so, so like, that's fine. Mm -hmm. As long as he learns from it, he's a kid. Cut him some slack. Joe Scully's also Um, 20. 
Anyways. Yeah, like you said, he apologized, yeah. and the team seemed to move past it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then, um, <laughs> after the World Cup, um, I guess Reyna's mom was complaining about it, and then accidentally... Well, well first... Um... There was the the leadership conference where Burhalter oh, mentioned he just a like, player. He just said it in front yeah. of everyone, and he didn't mention Reyna by name, but he was like, "There was a player mm-hmm. that had some issues at the World Cup and was almost sent home, and this is how we worked it out." And it was a lot of people when that initially came out, people were really mad about that, but then. You learned that uh, some reporting, like places like the Athletic, were about to release an article all about Gio Reyna and his fit at the World Cup and <laughs> his attitude and yada yada yada. Yeah. And so then, some people were like, "Oh, well, this was Burhalter trying to get ahead of it and put a good spin on it," and other people were like. Nah, he still shouldn't have said anything. Yeah. But the point, is, no matter what Burhalder's intentions were, um, it was gonna come out anyway. But it did. He was. He did mention stuff before that. Uh, that article came out. And so, Reyna's getting a lot of flack online for. Um, not being a team player and not being mature and whatever. I mean, you know how people get online. People say a lot of really dumb stuff online. Yeah. And and then this takes us to his parents. <laughs> so I and I don't really know what the context of this was. Were 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 they just complaining to their their friends? I put that in air quotes. That's what that's that that's what they say. So, they were complaining to their friends. And at least that's what Claudio said, mm-hmm. Reina's dad, that he was upset and voiced his displeasure to friends of his who all happened to be like the leadership of U.S. soccer. <laughs> and, um, and so... His mom, though, was like... I think in her statement, it specifically said uh, that she called the the head of U.S. soccer and asked him to stop all this negative stuff online about Reyna, mm-hmm. which, like, what is he going to do? But, yeah, yeah, I don't, maybe I should look up the statement, but... But I th- I think it eventually came out that um, they they said something about uh, they alleged that Greg Burhalter had participated in like domestic abuse or something like that. Yeah. So. Uh... And, that, and that basically, you know, is going to get him fired probably. Yeah, so so that came up in um, Gio Reyna's mom's phone call with like the head of U.S. Soccer. Yeah, where 
what she said was she mentioned that she thought it was unfair that uh, Reyna was, that Gio was continuing to get picked on and belittled. Those weren't the words she used. She said it more eloquently. I'm paraphrasing here. Yeah. But she didn't think it was fair that he wasn't being forgiven and given grace um, when Burhalter was the head coach and had been forgiven for like a domestic abuse thing way back in the past, which, which then the, the head of us soccer has an obligation to like, to follow follow up on that. Yeah. And so an investigation is, uh, is started not only, for Burhalter and the said domestic abuse, but also an investigation into <clears throat> I they they uh very tactfully said like individuals outside the organization um inappropriate behavior towards like US soccer staff or something. <laughs> And so then Burhalter releases a statement, a joint statement with his wife, saying, uh-huh. like, oh, we're being blackmailed and whatever. The word blackmail is being thrown around. And, oh, my goodness. It, w- it is a complete mess. And these two families, so that's the thing. <clears throat> um, Burhalter's wife and Gio Reyna's mom were roommates. Okay. And are really good friends. Their families are really good friends. I'm pretty sure Claudio Reyna was the best man at Burhalter's wedding. Oh my gosh. Like, they've been best friends forever, and then this happens. And like I said, it, it just feels to me like um, Reyna's parents felt like, especially because Burhalter was a family friend, uh, Geo should have gotten, I don't know, special treatment or something. They were <laughs> yeah. they were very upset, and I, it was made worse by the fact that Burhalter was someone they thought of as a friend. I think they kind of viewed it as a betrayal of yeah, some sort. That makes sense. And they lashed out a little bit. And I think black people saying blackmail. I think that's a little harsh. I don't think that they had like intense that devious. But also, yeah, it was just reckless. It's been quite a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's talking about it. <laughs> and, yeah, just a lot of drama for, for the USMNT. Yeah. Um, and kind of a time that, you know, we're supposed to be kind of, I mean, I know the World Cup is over, but kind of like a unifying time. Is mm-hmm. causing a lot of division. So, um, I I have the official statement up here. Yeah, it, I should probably clarify. So this is this is what uh, Gio Reyna's mom said. I've known Ernie, who is the U.S. sporting director, for years, and consider him to be a close friend. I wanted to let him know that I was absolutely outraged and devastated that Gio had been put in such a terrible position and that I felt very personally betrayed by the actions of someone my family had considered a friend for decades. As part of that conversation, I told Ernie that I thought it was especially unfair 
that Gio, who had apologized for acting immaturely about his playing time, was still being dragged through the mud when Greg Berhalter had asked for and received forgiveness for doing something so much worse at the same age. Without going into detail, the statements from yesterday uh, significantly minimized the abuse on the night in question, yada yada. Anyways, yeah, what a mess. I mean... What a mess. It's not, it's not like, Ber, like, I don't think that Burhalter was the one who was, you know, dragging Gio's name through the mud. I think it was everyone's reaction That's, to it. Exactly. That's the thing. It. <clears throat> you're absolutely right. U.S. soccer wasn't, as a whole, attacking Yeah, it was... Reyna. It, it was you know, everyone, the organization. Yeah. It was fans and random people online. So unless she's saying that it was it was the same people who, you know, didn't attack yeah. Burhalter way back when and now are attacking Geo. I mean And and that's that's my thing is I, I look at that and what she's saying and I'm like, what do you want him to do? Yeah, Raina's being dragged through the mud by random people online. What do you want them to do? It's not like Burhalter's statement was overly negative or anything if anything if you go back and listen to what Burhalter said about the whole situation mm -hmm. it was positive in the end it was like you know it, it there was a disagreement and then and then everything was resolved yeah and it's fine now like i yeah he didn't say it with any crazy you know, mal intent or anything like that and yeah yeah it just seems a little unnecessary to uh, yeah, and up, so but... now, so now U.S. has a camp coming up, mm -hmm. and Burhalter, I don't think, will be leading the camp because no. of the ongoing investigation. And oh man, absolutely yeah. wild! It kind of because um, I know people were questioning whether you know Burhalter was going to stay on as the USMNT head coach or whether they should start looking mm -hmm. for other people so i mean i i kind of feel like it's it's the end of the road for him like even if he like wanted to stay i don't know if it's like worth it if that makes any sense yeah um i mean it just kind of feels like that um i would agree with you but i mean i i guess because there are some people that like at least online who really don't like Burhalter. I I thought he was. He's always had his critics. Yeah, I thought he was, like he did a good job during the World Cup. Like I don't think that they lost to the Netherlands and it was completely his fault. Um, yeah. But I mean. Yeah, and as far as the investigation into the domestic abuse, like. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know. Obviously, that's not okay. Um, yeah. But, like, they have been married for 31 years, and they put out the statement together saying that, you know, this was a one-off. Yeah. And it wasn't that bad, and everything was worked out. Um, so, like, I don't know. I, I don't see anything really coming out of that, mm -hmm. but I also think he'll probably maybe just step down or something anyways i th i think you're right i think they'll find a new head coach 
Um, yeah. I heard rumors that they were looking for uh, Zidane. But... I did too. That's kind of wild. I never thought we would offer someone of that caliber. But... Seems like we were stretching a little bit there. <laughs> well, and multiple people had offered him, but he's like, no, nah, I only yeah. want... I... If I'm going to coach an international team, it's going to be France. So, is that what he said? That's what he's that's what that's what I heard that he said. That's a total Chad move. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I don't really feel like it. Yeah. But uh good on him. He might be able to and he'll probably win trophies if he does. Let's be honest, they're probably going to probably going to hire a, a Jesse Marsh of leads is that his name it all depends on yeah it all depends on if he gets fired if he gets or fired guess, you think they will hire him? The, uh yes <laughs> i think absolutely if he gets sacked slash fired then he would be willing to but if he's still managing at leeds and they offer him, I think he'll stay at Leeds. That, which, I mean, that makes sense. You have to look at his age. He's pretty young, and this is his first time coaching, like, in the Premier League. Um, I don't, I don't think he's ready to move to the international level. I think he'll want to stay at club for a while. All good points. I don't, and, you know, the, the coach of the USMNT doesn't have to be from the United States. Um, yeah. so there are, there are, you know, that doesn't, it could literally be anyone. Um, mm -hmm. but I do think that they tend to lean towards, at least in the last couple of options with like Bruce Arena, right. Greg Burhalter. You know. I think someday Jesse Marsh will be yeah the coach of the U S I just think it's way too soon. I think maybe like in 10 years. That makes sense. But yeah anyways so that's the that's the um the tea the current uh soccer tea USMNT on a larger tea. scale tea. yeah usmnt tea. <laughs> oh nice <laughs> thanks I, I try yeah uh one other thing that uh we wanted to mention um pele passed away he made it through uh this last world cup kind of poetic i guess um but mm -hmm. uh he's a soccer legend so yes he uh, a lot of people think consider him to be the best of all time the goat the actual goat i mean we never saw him play because we're no, we're too young we're a bit younger but uh yeah Still, he he was a a big influence in the soccer world. Him and uh, Maradona. Mm -hmm. They played they played at the same time, didn't they? I don't remember. I always, I think so though, because I always thought of them as like the first iteration of Messi versus Ronaldo. You know, yeah, like the two Let's best see. players in the world. Forty Maradona. But uh, I don't know how that uh, played out. Nah, dude. Okay, Pele hey, is twenty Pele years before? twenty years older 
Oh. Then Maradona. So like Pele was the first, and then Maradona. Dang. Wow. We just shot our credibility, Dax. Bruh, are, sorry. Are we even a soccer podcast? And then Ronaldinho. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. We don't. We know we don't a lot prof- more about Ronaldinho. Yeah, we don't profess to know everything about soccer. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. Should we get to RSL stuff now? Yes. Yeah, so let's. Well, rest in peace, Pele. Yeah. <laughs> um, but now on to RSL stuff. Uh, all right. So um, we're gonna go in order from. Actually, never mind. We're just we're just gonna go in chronological order. So okay. Um, Cordova's loan has officially ended. He's back in Augsburg, and it looks highly unlikely that he will uh, re-sign with us. And my guess is that that has to do with uh, the financial side of things. Yeah. I think we wanted him back. And I think he was asking for more money than we were willing to give. And honestly, I think that's a good move. I would have liked to have him back too. But I mean, I was saying this all last season. He would be a great backup number nine. Yeah. But I didn't think he was good enough. Like, if we want to be competing for MLS Cup, he wasn't good enough to be our starting nine. And it's just as simple as that. Is kind of an um, interesting place. Um, because I mean, he was the leading scorer last season. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think I think when this happened, a lot of people were like, okay. Well, some people were like, yeah, we hate Sergio Cordova. But I think I was kind of like, okay, so um, who are you going to replace him with? Because like, if you opt, you know, opt not to sign your top scorer from last season you'd better have someone else you know that who's going to take his place yeah that's that's and kind of where i was at with with this and no i you and everyone else uh-huh. and there's uh <clears throat> still a big gaping hole in that position yeah so yeah but uh but ultimately like i think it's probably the right move Mm -hmm. if uh if he wanted more money and like that's that's the thing about mls with the salary cap like you you have to be smart financially you absolutely have to you can't say like well that's more than we want to pay you cordova but we really like you as a player so we'll do it you can't do that because that cripples you in other areas. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's probably the right move. And uh wish him the best. Um, Elliot Fall actually in an interview today said that uh, it's not like 100% off the table for him to come back. But my guess is that like the way things, just the way Elliot Fall was talking about it, my guess is the way things ended were we said, "This is look, this is what we can do," and he said, "That's not good enough. I'm gonna go look elsewhere." And maybe if he comes back, it's because he couldn't find anything better elsewhere. But my guess is uh, 
he'll he'll be gone. Yes, so thank you, Sergio Cordova, Sergio Scordova, for for everything. For being a decent player after things were all said and done. (laughs) Being an incredibly average (laughs) (laughs) forward. Yeah, I mean, as far as MLS strikers go, yeah. Uh, that's what I would say. I mean, I don't know if he ended up the season ended up like this, but was it? Didn't he at one point have the like highest, well, like the lowest conversion rate on expected goals? Yes, of any forward he, in the league. Yeah, it didn't end that way. Um, he that was right after the summer, um, where he was playing his worst. Yeah. And then he scored most of his goals like in the last two to three months of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I mean, he was better than worst in the league after everything oh, was yeah, said and yeah. done. But yeah. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll be fine as long as we sign another nine. Um, <laughs> you don't want, what, what about Rubio over Bean? I mean, he's a... I'm not Ooh. sold. Ooh. Musovsky. I have no clue. Julio. I am not convinced. I guess so our, best, our best uh, option is Axel K. <laughs> yeah, let's throw a 15-year-old up there. Dude, why not? <laughs> I, like, just see how he does. I I don't know. I don't want to risk his long-term development just because we're not buying an actual knife. Well, you know what they say. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. <laughs> so as long as he doesn't uh, die, I'm going to I'm gonna say that is a, a success. Mark that, chalk that one to up to a, that's a, that's a six in the success column. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, so then we... Speaking of teenagers, uh, after the announcement that Cordova's loan was officially over, we went out and signed some teenagers. You thought we had enough teenagers? No, you're wrong. We need more. (laughs) We love to sign children. So um, defender Luis Rivera, uh, we signed him to a homegrown contract. He is 15 years old. He's an outside back. Yes, spoiler. Oh, uh, sorry. Am I not supposed to say that? <laughs> no, you can say it. I, like, if uh, just, like, we're going to talk about yeah. the full preseason roster in a little bit, but uh, he is an outside back, so it's looking like he's our fourth string at outside back, a 15-year-old currently. Oh, shoot, you're um, right. Yeah, that's that's why I was saying earlier before we started recording, like, I still think we could use a wing back because you're, you're looking. Uh, you're like, eh, like maybe, maybe. literally one injury, and this 15 year old is your first option off the bench. Hey, so someone who would be really great to have right now. <laughs> Don't say it, Donnie Toya. Donnie Toya. <laughs> Why did we get uh, rid of him? I don't know. Dude, even I don't even, even Eric Herrera, he? like, 
Was trading yeah. Aaron Herrera really worth the first round pick and 500 in general allocation money? Now that we, you know, our, our, our fourth option off the bench is a 15-year-old kid. I think time will tell. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Definitely need to add something there. Um, but anyway, so Luis Rivera, cool beans. Uh, he's a homegrown, so that's cool. And uh, we're continuing the trend of signing really young players. The, the club culture seems to be very um, all in on developing youth talent at this point, which I'm all for. Well, I mean, that's how they do it in Europe, right? Yeah. So. And yeah, I our... would. I would love for us to keep giving young kids a chance. I would love for us to sell some players to Europe for big bucks, and I would love for us to also win games. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we're doing part of it right. We're signing the young kids. I, I, I too would also like to win some games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So so this is this could be good but like uh last season we didn't exactly give our youth prospects a ton of chances mm -hmm. with the first team and uh the club still hasn't figured out how to uh deal with our young high potential players and actually get a return for them a la david ochoa so what um still got some work to do but uh could be good for us and then uh after that we went out and signed delance pierre um a, another defender a center back this guy homegrown contract oh. he is 22 years old he played for the university of portland for four years and He's the older brother of Bobby Pierre, who played, like, one game for us last season when our entire team was hurt. You're right. And, uh, I don't know about you, Dax, but when we signed, um, him, I was like, oh, RSL's gonna have the next, uh, Chara brothers. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I have to, how old are they? I have to look up how old they are. Delens Pierre. I, ju I just said, Delens is 22. How old is his brother? I don't know how old Bobby is. I literally saw that. I'm gonna on guess the... 17. Bobby Pierre. Wait, he played what? Why was this kid on our roster? Bobby Pierre. Yeah. He was. Uh, we only brought him up. Remember, it was him and one of the other guys uh -huh. that we signed to like a short-term hardship contract. Yeah, you're right. He's 20. He's 20. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he he only played one game for us when like literally everyone was hurt. Interesting. Um Bobby Pierre is not on a first team contract. He's with the Monarchs. So he but... they're behind Dylan's Pierre is behind Jaziel Orozco. How old is Um probably. So yeah, let's just let's just talk about the preseason roster. Okay. So um RSL released its preseason roster. It has I think 46 players. 
which is a lot more than we're going to have at the end. Mm-hmm. After everything's said and done, obviously. Because the idea is to, like, play the, you know, have this roster for the preseason games, which the first preseason game is on the 25th of January, I believe, against LAFC, the MLS, current MLS Cup champion. So, Dang. Um, so exciting. <laughs> so. Uh, but, yeah, so, Dax, you were the one that noticed this. Take it away. Oh. The way they're ordered. So, it seems as though the so it's the roster is broken down quite um finely like it's the categories are fine they're not broad um it's quote broken down quite finely into positions and it seems as though they are in order of like depth chart yeah so like first for the goalkeepers we got five of them it goes Zach McMath, Thomas Gomez, Gavin Beavers, Fernando Delgado, and Owen Finnerty. So, like, McMath is obviously the number one choice. Gomez is the backup. And that I guess that would make Gavin Beavers the third string. And yeah, it's, Beavers it's is in our that order. top youth, youth. It's in that order. Um, yeah. And, I mean, the, the similar trend with, like, center backs. You got Silva, Glad, Holt. Farnsworth, Orozco, and then like, so it looks like they released this in order. I don't. Which know. I did. I didn't notice that, but then after you mentioned it, I think you're onto something. I I like. Wait. I feel like that's. Why would you do that? Like. Yeah, I don't know. That's just interesting because like you're basically giving away your tactics at that point. I mean, not really. I don't know. Every, every, like, nine of the 11 starting spots for RSL, you already know who's going to be there. So. Yeah, but, okay, but, like, for example, you know who's going to come off the bench next. <laughs> I don't know. Eh. It seems. I, I think I think that the disadvantage that would put us at is minimal. All right. And I appreciate having insight into that i mean just like how pablo has been in the past where he doesn't release the injuries (laughs) until the day of the game you don't know who's hurt never let him know your next move (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean it just seems you know weird but i mean you're right the advantage is probably minimal especially since it's a preseason roster um but yeah for me for me like um I really appreciate knowing that, for instance, well, this is if what you say is true, Mm -hmm. because we don't have any confirmation of this. This is us speculating, but it, I mean, it sure does seem to line up, Um, but like, obviously, center backs, you've got Silva and Glad as the top, as the starters, and then Eric Holt, obviously, is your top guy off the bench. Yay. But then I find it interesting that Farnsworth is ahead of Orozco. I mean, yeah, if the dude ever makes it off the injury list. Right. Hey, he's healthy. I mean, um, we, we, but, yeah, we can reset the counter of, like, you know, days since Zach Farnsworth has been healthy. <laughs> I, have a, I actually have a, ca- a, a counter in my house. 
Yeah. Every day I just, you know, flip one of those things down. Um if if Dax is correct, the strikers are listed Rubio Rubin, Anderson Julio, Danny Musovsky, Axel Kai, and then three of our draft picks. So Rubio Rubin might be starting day one for RSL. Yay. Oh boy. Uh, I mean it could it also depends on you know, formations and things like that. Yeah. Because, I mean, they don't necessarily have to play with a true number nine. I mean, we've seen Jefferson Saverino play um, as a striker. Let's not do that again. Yeah, I agree. Let, let, <laughs> I, I think now that Crylock is back, they'll end up playing a 4-2-3-1, in which case Rubin would be the one up top. But doesn't matter because we have Crylock and Crylock will just score goals no matter what. Um, yeah. But I think, and I know that Pablo has said in the past that Crylock is most comfortable in that formation. Um, mm -hmm. And he's the kind of person you build your formation around. So, but yes, interesting. Um, something I also thought was interesting is that Miram is ahead of Chang in the wingers list. I thought Chang had a great season last season. And I, I like, I know it was always a toss up between like who was going to come off the bench, whether it was going to be Miram or Chang. Um, but I mean, if this is right, then Miram is ahead of Chang in this order. You know, Saverino, yeah. Miram, Chang. Um, so I think I, yeah, I think I'd agree with that, though. I think Chang's more durable, and Chang... Uh, I mean, they're different players, obviously. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, so, like, a lot of these will be situational. Like, if you're trying to decide between Miram and Chang, if you need a goal, you go with Miram. Which is if also... If you need to close out the game, you go with Chang. That's the same with the defensive midfielders, right? Uh-huh, yeah. Lofelson and Caldwell... They're different They're players, yeah. Pretty even, in my opinion, and it'll be situational who comes on. Which is weird why you do it in this order, because there I don't know if there necessarily is an order. You know? Like you're not gonna follow this this order every time. Why not just mix it up? And you know Well, maybe maybe there's nothing there and we're just making this up, Dex. I don't know, man. It looks looks pretty <laughs> It's, it looks pretty, you know, pretty like that. Yeah. Because so if, here, here we're. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, if you notice, like there, the this roster says that um, the suit. So the super draft picks are in bold, and then non-roster uh, invitees are in italics. So basically, like monarchs and players. Monarchs. Yeah. Um. All those guys are at the end. So. Yeah. I don't know. Seems seems pretty pretty sus as the kids say. <laughs> yeah. So here were some of the other interesting things um in regards to the preseason roster. Moses Mensa is an outside back. Uh I 
it just said defender when we signed him, and I'll be honest, I didn't look too much into him. So, something to keep an eye on, because I wouldn't put it out of the question um, it, for us to sign him to a first-team contract, since we are lacking depth at mm-hmm. outside back. Um, but then again, I don't know how I'd feel about that, but something to keep an eye on. Um, Lafelsund was listed as a defensive midfielder, mm-hmm. Remember which when I we find interesting. Striker, in the, <laughs> yeah, in the playoff game. Anyway, and he got an assist, didn't he? He almost did. Oh, okay, yeah. It was an incredible um, run by like Brody, like ran the entire length of the field, and mm-hmm. he just he missed the shot, but he would have yeah. gotten an assist. Hmm. Yeah, speaking of Lawfulson, some people are saying he may be one of the depth options at wing wing back, outside back, which makes me feel a little bit better about it. Then we have Hidalgo mm-hmm. and uh Lawfulson. So it, that will... that all cuz I I mean, you watch any RSL game and one of the one of the things that they, if you have like an RSL game bingo card of like things that they mention, mm-hmm. Andrew Brody was an Uber driver. Um, <laughs> oh, too I bad see. Herrera's gone. We could have said Herrera um, getting looked at by the USMNT. Oh yeah, I mean, well, shout. I don't know if we're gonna get that now so much that Dunny's not gonna be announcing, but well, um, and Herrera's gone. <laughs> and, and well, yes, and Herrera's gone, but like, yeah. But one of those things that Jasper, Jasper Loffelson played outside back in college and is now a key piece in the midfield, question mark. Um, but that's always surprised me because I never really was impressed by his defense. So, yeah, it's that's just interesting to me. I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, I, I guess you don't have to be good at defense to be an outside back anymore also kind of true <laughs> you have to be competent you have well okay so the way that i see it wingers are just outside backs who can't defend like at all or don't defend at all outside backs are wingers that can kind of defend depends on the team you're you're also right on that it depends like chelsea on the team. Their outside backs don't do much defending. Um, Fulham, their outside backs do a lot of defending. So, yeah. Depends on the team. But uh, RSL, our outside backs do everything. They're the most important players on the field. Andrew Brody's number one for the team and number one in my heart. Um, okay, last thing about the roster. Uh, Burton Yakosin, I don't know if I'm saying that right. He's listed as a striker. He's a winger, but I guess he's a striker now, so. Earlier in the article, it said he was a midfielder. Oh, really? Yeah, like right here it says, Club's pair of Generation Adidas signings forward Elijah Paul and midfielder Burton Yakosin. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. So, 
I mean, classic. For the longest time, they had Cordova listed as a as a midfielder. So maybe I, we're putting too much stock into this. Yeah, I th- <laughs> <laughs> we're like they're an order of depth, and, and really the guy who just like they're like, oh yeah, I didn't notice that, but also it's not, and uh all right um we also extended uh tomas gomez's contract and eric holt did we mention eric holt i think you mentioned it no i didn't i was gonna i was gonna say that next oh sorry but yes and eric holt so gomez uh we extended him for the 2023 season option for 2024 Sweet. And then Holt, we extended through 2025 with an option for 2026. How old is so this dude? We're all in on Eric Holt. Like, I that's a pretty guess. hefty extension. Um, Eric Holt's like 26 years He's old, isn't 26. he? 26. Wow. You just knew that off the top of your head. Yeah, someone on Twitter said something. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it today. Uh, Eric Holt is like 26 and you know 200 days right like does that sound <laughs> that's what you sounded like uh no i'm not that good it did sound cool though for a second yeah but yeah uh, so i get yeah we're just like eric holt is the backup because justin glad how old is that guy Oh, Justin Glad is twenty five. Younger than, yeah, younger than Holt. Okay, how old's Andrew? Silva's Brody? pretty old though. Brody's twenty seven. I would have guessed twenty six. Well, you would be wrong. So, does that mean <laughs> that Sil like Holt is going to replace Silva? I don't think so. I kind of viewed this as like Holt is locked in as the long-term backup the long-term number three yeah or the i i the... think i think by the time silva's ready to be phased out um the club's plan is to have one of our younger prospects step in Which i don't makes sense i don't think holt will be starting for us as the first option ever well unless there's like an injury right now yeah exactly but he's i mean as for a backup he's fine yeah and uh it's not like he takes up a ton of salary cap so it's it's fine i i feel bad like everyone on twitter is being real negative about it and like going way over the top and i i just I mean, for all his faults, Holt works really hard. And he had a pretty good stretch for us at the beginning of the 2022 season. So I think overall he had a better season last season than Johan Kapelhoff. Yeah, I would agree. So, and that's yeah, for a, for a backup, I think it's fine. So, let's go. <laughs> Eric Holt. I'm going to get an Eric Holt jersey. <laughs> I actually I was thinking about that. How legendary would it be 
to get an Eric Holt jersey and an then get it Eric signed. Holt. Oh, to get it signed? Yeah, I would go down there. I'd be like yelling his name. Eric, Eric come sign my jersey. Sign my jersey. Because I'm thinking like, how many people do you think tr- ask him to sign jerseys? Probably, Probably no. not a lot of people. It would be cool. I'm going to get a Bobby Pierre jersey, but it's just going to say Pierre. And so no, no one's <laughs> and, going to know. And then you double your chances because either of the brothers could sign it. I like that. That's just good stonks right there. Let's just, let's just like go hard into the Pierre family, like recruit all of their siblings. And then we, we can, our entire back line will just be Pierre. Pierre be passes like the, to the Pierre. South, the South Korean. Pierre Crossfield to Pierre. <laughs> the the yeah. um the the defense will just be a Pierre family reunion. They'll have a family reunion every game. It'll be so sweet. Amazing. Alright, we better get to the fun stuff. Oh, that wasn't the fun stuff? I mean, no. It was pretty fun to me. It was good, but it wasn't the fun stuff. Alright, let's get to the fun stuff. So it is official. The rumors have been flying, and uh, they started after we recorded last, so we didn't even get to speculate. Well, but... it, they kind of flew. Like, I feel like once they started flying, everyone was relatively like certain it was going to happen. Yeah, like they. they That's kind typically of, what happens yeah. with RSL, because no one really cares about us. So if someone reports a rumor, like it's probably a done deal already. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, RSL has signed Carlos Andres Gomez, um, for 3.1, or the transfer fee was $3.1 million, which breaks the previous transfer record set by Saverino last year. Um, he is a U22 initiative signing, not a DP. Uh, we signed him to a four-year deal with an option, uh, options uh, for two years after. And uh, he's a winger, right winger for, or previously from Milanarios in the Colombian league. Uh, so yeah, big uh, big deal. What do you think? So I read an article that said he has played right winger and left winger for his club. So. Just, yeah. throwing, just throwing it out there. Um, I think the plan is to play him opposite Saverino. I don't... You don't want I them don't on think... the same side? You don't want to have two right wingers? <laughs> no, no, no. But like my dad mentioned uh, that maybe we are going to play him as a striker. And I was like, I sure hope not. Let's no, play him on the wing. Because I... So I looked... I, I watched a highlight reel of this guy. So you're an expert. I am an expert. <laughs> um, but he honestly, and I told I told you this, he looks like an Anderson Julio type player, but like 10 times better with the ball at his feet. So like Anderson Julio will just like kick the ball and run and he uses his speed to get around people. Um, from what I could tell, uh, Gomez uses his speed to get around people, but is also really good at dribbling and and just cutting through people. So, um, 
Uh, it's it's a really good signing, especially because he's so young. He's only twenty years old, um, and it's really good to see a signing like that because you know RSL could have gone out and and signed some old guy like Olivier Giroud, for example. Um, hey, I still would be happy if we did that. Oh, I'd be happy too. <laughs> but it's it's just the fact that. They could have done something like that and like, you know what, we're going to invest in our future. And they signed they they tra- they they got this guy um at a club record and he's only twenty years old. So, you yeah. know, there's a lot of upside it, to that. This feels like the turning point for me. Turning Th- this was a statement signing. This is a young guy. We're paying a lot of money for a young guy with a ton of potential. Yeah, I. It's super exciting. Um, I and just also, <laughs> keep going, keep going. Sorry. I, I was just gonna say we are doing a really good job finally of utilizing the weird little quirks in the roster building mechanisms of MLS. So he. Him being a U22 signing means, uh, shoot, what did I tell you? Oh, if I remember what you told me. How did they word it? So he doesn't take up a designated player spot. And like, I think it's like a percentage of his salary goes toward the salary cap. So we essentially get him at a discount. Yes. And so. Uh, it says. It says uh, it allows MLS clubs to sign young players to lucrative contracts at a reduced budget charge. Yeah, so a reduced budget charge, which I'm assuming um, the league pays the difference, but I don't really know how that works. Uh, But yeah, and the cool thing about that is um, that reduced budget charge um carries through the entire length of his contract so even um after he turns 22 because his contract runs through 2024 um he'll still be on the reduced budget charge all the way till he's 24 and if they if they choose to extend it would still be as i think so initiative i think it would it could potentially extend all the way till he's 26 so um and to get but, him as like a reduced player cuz i mean the, we paid more for him than we did Saverino. Saverino was also kind of a special circumstance because RSL still had rights, like transfer rights. Right, a percentage. Yeah, but i mean that's that's huge that someone like that is we we get him at a discount. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, 3.1 for the transfer fee seems pretty good, especially because the initial reports were saying 4. So, like, we must have worked it down. Um, But I will say, from what I was seeing on Twitter, um, Milenarios has a 20% sell-on clause. 
which is a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like, typically those are um, 10% or below. So um, 20% of any future transfer fee we get goes to them but but i'm it's still good business i think i mean they mm -hmm. there's a real chance that we could be selling this dude for 10 to 15 million in two years that's you know? the hope right yeah you know, the hope is that he stays at rsl and is an rsl legend yeah i mean if he ends up staying with us forever that means he won't be as good as as maybe we thought he was gonna be but we're getting way ahead of ourselves now, but uh, it's super exciting. I think good business, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll have to see how it all shakes out. I agree, and this happened before they released the roster. I mean, sorry, after after they right. released the roster. So he is mm -hmm. not on this roster, but I assume he will be on this roster. He'll he'll be a starter. Yes. You don't pay that much for a player and not have him walk into a starting spot. Yeah. He well, maybe I should say he will be a key part of the team. <laughs> yes. Um, um I, I just barely remember sorry, I just barely remembered that uh Gareth Bale retired. Oh my which, gosh. Did MLS you... is like they posted like five times, like Gareth Bale retired. What a legend. Oh, wow. And I'm like, please shut up. I, uh, Dude, I cannot stand MLS coverage of things. From it's all... so one-sided and biased and cringy. Well, so first of it. all, he played for LAFC. So there's already the bias there. Second yeah. of all, like I, I feel like there's like so much bias around Gareth Bale specifically. Because like he was no doubt a really good player. Um, but like I saw some things that was like Gareth Bale is Gareth Bale the best soccer player from the United Kingdom ever, and I'm like, hold up, like, like <laughs> no. ever, like ever? <laughs> are, are you sure? Are you sure that's what you wanted? Yeah. So, but that's I, hilarious. I also saw something on Twitter that like, essentially out like. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't really make his intentions known to LAFC, so they kind of found out like basically when everyone else did. Well, I I love literally. There was a meme online, and it was from his press conference when he signed, and he's like, "This isn't a short term thing. I plan to be at LAFC for a long time." Yeah, and then and then it was like. Yeah, no one really believed you when you said that, bud. We all knew this was what you were doing. I also saw that somewhere that he thanked Walker Zimmerman for letting him score a goal in the World Cup. Oh my gosh. Uh, so, that's great. Um, disgusting. <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean... From what I heard, LAFC was planning on him being back for this season. And then yeah, he's like, I'm not sure. JK, I'm retiring. They're like, oh, well, that's news to us. So, um, Hopefully, Chiellini retires next. <laughs> yes. That would be awesome. Honestly, dude. When I... his, his biggest contribution was um, playing volleyball against RSL I... and only getting a yellow. Ridiculous. Garbage. So... 
But yeah, I just remembered that and I thought it was funny. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. <laughs> um, um, all right, should we uh, end on some rumors for RSL? Yes, yes, yes. So there are more rumors. Can you believe it? More rumors. Yeah, so that's another thing. Both Pablo, so Pablo did an interview recently and Elliot Fall did an interview recently. And they both said um, one to two more players being added is the plan sheesh dude so there should be more signings coming um i'm hoping that uh it's a designated player but i'm not sure um but honestly like this will be a good window even if we don't sign another designated player mm -hmm. uh but uh but yeah um Ah oh, man, just just going back to the roster construction thing. We now have two DPs and three U twenty two initiative mm -hmm. players. Like we're doing good. The we so, could still get the one extra DP, but like I'm happy. For the for those of you who um, don't know, the the current U twenty two initiative players are uh, Gomez, we just signed. Um, Brian Ojeda and Diego Luna. So yes, those are the ones who are currently taking up those slots. Designated players are Salvarino and Crylock. Although yeah, Crylock can be bought down. Yes. Yeah, and so we're we are maxed out on our U twenty two initiative signings. Um. And we still have, we could potentially get two more DPs, um, but they would have to be, there are, it gets real complicated, but essentially we could, they, one of them would either have to be a young DP or would have to be cheap, like low end DP. Yeah. Because so many if rules. you. Yeah, there. But essentially, if you have three old, and I'm very, very, very drastically simplifying this, but if there yeah. are like three older, expensive designated players, MLS only allows you one U twenty two initiative slot. We've already filled up the three, so if we get other DPS, they will have to be within the parameters. So that we could keep the three U twenty two initiative slots, yeah. but but yeah, I mean, and so I guess that brings us to the rumors. So one of one of the players that I've I've seen on Twitter and things like that is Juan Fernando Quintero. Yes, um, also a Colombian. Um, he is currently wink, wink. without a club. Did you know that? He doesn't have a club at the moment. I did. I I went sleuthing on his Twitter. I think his most I, recent club was CA River Plate Plate? Yes. Yep. And uh he announced that he was leaving with them and then I'm pretty sure last I saw he just tweeted out an hourglass. <laughs> so, you know, that um, he's just waiting. Um but yeah, he was, I think, 
didn't you tell me that like uh he's been the rumors were that one MLS side was in talks with him, but they didn't specify which MLS team. Yes, in fact, there is an article about it on MLSsoccer.com. And they say, so it says, um, oh, wait, when, how old is this article? Sorry, no, this article's way old. Dang. So I guess he was on the brink of coming to the club then. And the interested parties were the Chicago Fire, Atlanta, and Inter-Miami. But nothing so far from MLS. And he's he's a midfielder, right? Is he like a central? midfielder. An attacking midfielder. But he can't play right winger. Well, I mean, I'm not going to complain. If if this guy's better than Cryo, I don't know. Um... He can play oh my gosh. right wing. Now I'm just thinking if we sign this guy, we're going to play Krylock as striker, aren't we? Probably. Well, maybe we aren't the MLS side that he's talking to. Maybe not. You never know. Just um, a rumor. But one thing, according to the transfer market, he's worth 3.5 million euros. So if, they, if RSL does decide to sign him, he would probably, he would be DP. but he would probably break the record just barely set by Gomez for the club's largest transfer. Yeah, he could. That would be a wild window, wouldn't it? We break that twice in a row. Yeah, that'd be crazy. I mean, if the dude, if they want to do it, might as well. Yeah. Um. But dudes played for. The Colombian international team. Um, I think he's a regular for them, isn't he? Like uh, he he scored a goal in the 2018 World Cup. Oh, okay. Yeah, I believe, I believe you. I um, mean, he's played everywhere. No, not everywhere, but lots of places. Um, he played on the moon. He played on the moon. <laughs> but i mean he looks like a, a really interesting player and i mean yeah i'd, I'd hope that I, w- I would be very happy if if they uh sign it this says that the columbus crew is interested in him let me see let me look at the rumors oh really that might be the case this says columbus crew but I've seen stuff about RSL. I haven't seen anything about the Columbus crew. I don't know that I've seen. The only credible link I saw was MLS side, and it didn't specify. And then, and then obviously people that want it to happen are talking about it, like, oh, come to RSL. That's kind of the same with uh, this next one, too. I think everything on Twitter is true, Josh. <laughs> oh, no. Um, so the the other player is Emmanuel Dennis, and uh, the links here are pretty tenuous, I will say. I haven't seen anything credible linking him to us. Um, I will say I think he is parting ways with Nottingham Forest. I think that is very credible. But we got that um, plug. So he'll be looking Forest. to go somewhere else. But yeah, once that was announced, people were like, Hey, 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 we recently did business with them, Ojeda. 
come to RSL maybe because we need a nine. So like, yes, we need a nine. Yes, we previously did business with Nottingham Forest. Mm -hmm. But that's about all there is to this. Oh really? Um, that well, that yeah, that's it's not great. Yeah, no, that's it. That like I said, there's literally nothing credible linking us to him. It's more of a hopeful thing. So maybe I shouldn't have even brought it up. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, and that's literally it, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> We're like, oh my gosh, there are so many rumors, and then yeah. Although, so well, he's currently the big rumor was Gomez, but now it's not a rumor. So yeah. And, I mean, like I said, that was pretty... Once we heard about it, it was pretty set. Yeah. So, like... Yeah, but... So, he's currently valued at $12 million on transfer market. So, that's kind of steep for RSL, I would think. Yeah, you would think that would be out of our price range, but... Uh, hmm. I don't know. Let's see. Let's see if there are any rumors... No rumors, none. Not a single one. But, I if mean, anything, yeah. that bodes well for us. <laughs> RSL likes to fly low. Yeah. Don't like people to know what they're, you know, never let them know your next move. Yeah. But that's it. Yep. That's all. But, I mean, e like, even if they don't sign either Quintero or... Dennis, is it Dennis or Denise? D nice. I don't know. This guy, Emmanuel, we'll call him Emmanuel because I know how to pronounce that. If they don't sign Quintero or Emmanuel, like, it's still a good transfer window. I think. The, just, just the yeah. fact that they signed a designated player. Well, sorry, he's not a designated player. <laughs> a designated player like caliber player and he's young i mean that's that's pretty good if if we keep making one really solid transfer every window that's good enough yeah still need a number nine though still need a number nine yeah <laughs> and i i think if we don't sign a number nine we'll continue to struggle and we won't we won't be able to compete for MLS Cup this season if we don't get a proven number nine. But I think we'll still be fun to watch. and Yeah. Maybe we'll play some of the really young kids. Um, but yeah, Dude, yeah. if Axel K comes in and is... <laughs> I would love uh, for that to happen more than He's anyone. too young. He's too young. We'll go with Elijah... What's his name? Elijah before Paul. we. Yeah, we'll we'll go with him before we You're play Kai. Right. With but the first Kai team. is ahead of him in this order, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, anyways, we're on an upward trend, so. Yep. I'm happy. The future is bright. Yeah. I just punched my desk. That's not great. No, it didn't feel good. I wouldn't expect it to. <laughs> oh yikes all right well um there should be more rumors soon so uh yep. we'll, we'll talk to you next time eye. and yes we will see you next time bye